Tonight on Howard University Campus Television. At 8 o'clock, a special interview with Insta-tenured professor Nicole Hannah-Jones, chair of the Journalism Department, who'll share her 10 favorite moments in American history, five of which are true. At 9, Dean Felicia Rashad offers campus safety tips so you can avoid being a victim of her good friend Bill. Then at 10, basketball fans tune in to watch Rachel Nichols watch Maria Taylor cover the NBA Finals. At 11, the Caucasian Studies Department presents Friends. Tonight on HUTV. You are listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Comedy source. Hi. Uh, I was just wondering if um, if you guys have any comedy that I could use. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we do. We are a comedy source, hence the name, comedy source. And if you notice, it starts with a K. Yep. And source has a K in it. So it's kind of, it's funny if you think about it. It is really funny. I'll be honest. I, I, I laughed at the first part and then I was just really confused at the second part. I almost didn't call. Did you almost say Sorky? I did. That's what I said to my, my, my wife. Yeah. Okay. That, that is an issue. I'll talk to Justin about that. Who's Justin? He's my colleague at comedy Sorky. <laughs> See, you just did it yourself. Oh my God. Are you kidding? See, that's the, I told him from the get go, this was not the best name. We wanted to convey that we were a source for comedy. Obviously mm-hmm. the K for comedy, the hard K it's funny. Keystone cops, yep. comedy, crazy kids, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. But the Sorky is an issue. See, I did it again. Uh, yeah, it's source. Yep, yep, yep. It's source, 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 source. Why did we do the hard K? I don't know. But that's a Justin thing. Justin, you know, he's he's on the edge a little bit. Like he he thinks he's thinking outside the envelope, but he's just making stupid ideas. It's, it's like changing the, the Coke recipe. Right, right. Why why would you why would you do that? You got a good thing. Why why do you have to do that? Oh, because you want to be the guy to change the Coke recipe? You want to be the guy that makes uh source into Sorky? Uh, I did it again. It's Sorky so supposed it to be like, source. I got, God, I know. It sounds like Justin is, is you, you mentioned he's a little bit on the edge. What, what's, um, what, what's his background? What, what's, it sounds like, um, uh, uh, it makes me uncomfortable even talking about him. Uh, you know, he, um, he's had a very unhappy life. He's one of those unhappy comedians. He's yeah. just, he's very, he's filled with vitriol and rage and anger and, and shouting at the system. And, um, you know, he, he, girls don't like him, mm-hmm. only not pretty girls like him. And that makes him angry. Yep. Like, why don't pretty girls like me? How come just yep. not pretty girls like me? What's wrong with me? Well, I mean, a couple of things, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's just an, he's an angry man, but he's, he produces some really good, good comedy, just not good, clever names for, for comedy source. Okay. Well. You know, no. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's Justin for you. I guess it makes me mad because uh, I wanted, I was really pushing hard for comedy depot and I was going to do K on the comedy and then depot yep. and umlaut over the O because to me, oh, that's just, that's you know, funny. if you think about it, that's funny. It's funny. I would have done a comedy with a K of course, because that's no brainer, yep. but uh, depot. Depot. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then you could have like that it, poop emoji as kind of like your logo. 
It's it's a, it's a thinker. I, I don't know why I'm calling the comedy Sorky because like I clearly have a lot of good ideas of my own. It's Source. You said Sorky. Did I shoot? I'm yeah, sorry. That's I, my fault. I I, I should have. Yeah. How did you find the website? Um. Well, I was looking for sources of comedy, and um, and this came up like last. I, I always go to the to the last search results. Okay. Um, because it, all of the, the comedy sources came up and then there was the comedy Sorky mm-hmm. of the 550 million Google hits. Yep. Yours was last. See, that's funny because we wanted to be the last Google hit because I knew oh. it's really, really hard to be in the top 10. Yep. You got to have, you got to do you, that's SEO. They call it mm-hmm. search engine optimization. I yep. just hear that word. My eyes glaze over. I start punching. I don't, you know, don't talk to me like that. So uh, we did the opposite of that. We mm-hmm. found a guy, he's out of Belarus and he has a web design company. Uh, and he's, he said he promised us he could get us at the bottom of the Google rankings would be the very last one. And that if somebody went to the 97th page and scrolled mm-hmm. down to the bottom, we would be there. Well, uh, you, you got one potential yes. customer from doing it that way. Yep. There we go. So, so I need some comedy. I, you know, maybe Justin, I, I would ask to not be to work with Justin, but I need comedy. I, I like to make um to speeches to high school students. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you could um, help um, be a comedy source for my speeches because yep. I, I know that my writing is a little dry. It's a little flat. Sure. I mean, uh, obviously, the f- most important thing you need to do is establish that you're funny right off the bat. Okay. Okay. I'm writing this down. Uh-huh. There, I mean, there, obviously there are ways to do that. You can, your clothing, you could wear an uh, oversized suit. <laughs> right. Oh, I love this. So good. God, I love, oh, this is, I love laughter. Uh, fat guy suit. Big, uh, big shoes with pom-poms on the end <laughs> or flippers. If you think about it, if you came out with flippers, but, like you were going to go I'd be on dry land. Yeah. But that's the joke. It's you're coming out with flip. You're on stage, but you're in flippers. Like you're about <gasps> to go scuba diving. Think about it. Oh my God. Yeah. You're flipping the script. Yes. And then the, the, all the kids are like, Oh my God, that is the funniest man I've ever seen. Oh, I bet high schoolers would love a joke like that. Yes. And then you just got to come out. And then of course the intro, you got to You got to say hello to everybody. Okay. So, you know, traditionally like, you know, hello boys and girls. Hi ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but you can do variations on that. Oh, like what? Well, you know, hi ladies and gentlemen. And what are you? And you just kind of, you point at one of the kids who's kind of nondescript. Like, what are you? What are you? Are you a lady or a gentleman? Oh man. I bet that kid's bullied a lot. And so I would probably get like a lot of um, support. Yeah. You'll immediately. Yes. Everybody will be like, oh good. A grownups in on it too. Exactly. It's like when a comedian comes into town and like calls out the local restaurant and everyone's like, oh, he knows Smitty's. Yep. And exactly. It's so, I mean, you just point to whatever that is, the same androgynous thing. Yep. Yep. And so you, you know, so you got to plan ahead for that. You need to either hire a friend who's a spotter (laughs) or you need to kind of peek from behind the curtain and look into the audience. Cause you're not, you know, you can't just wing that. You need to know where the most androgynous student is. Well, should I just buy some copies of the yearbook? You could buy some copies of the yearbook. Uh, and yeah, that's not a bad idea, but you don't know I mean, where every, they're sitting. Every time I, I've you know, ever done that, I always get flagged. I but, get flagged every time I do that. But the other problem is you don't, you know, you might have the yearbook and you might see that Stephen Winnie is androgynous, but you don't know where he's sitting in the audience. That's why I always have, a, I call him a scoper. 
<laughs> and it's a young kid. I usually hire them $14, $15 cause they don't want minimum wage. They're happy with a tenor. Yep. And I just have them kind of walk around and they'll scope and then they'll come back and report on the three or four most androgynous looking kids in the audience. And that's where I can this work is, from. That's so, yeah, it's really good. That's just loading up uh, a lot of arrows in your quiver. Yeah. My comedy quiver with also with two K's. Um, uh, okay. Th this is really great uh, ideas. So, okay. So you call out, so you sort of bully a kid from stage, which again, modern kids are going to love this. It's very funny. Yep. Very edgy. Yep. Well, what other ways, you know, like, you know, do you make, um, you know, it's, it's a, t it's a fine line to ride, but like, you know, do you, do you, do you go blue? Do you make a lot of sex jokes and stuff? Because it's obviously on their mind. They're in sex ed. They're all horny. Yeah. Do you go there? Well, I mean, one of the main rules in comedy, and, and this is with a C, uh, is, you know, know your audience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're, if you're dealing with high school, well, now you've got kids who are, you know, 14 to 18 years old. Yep. What, you know, you got to think, how do they think? What makes them laugh? Well, references to nipples. Mm -hmm. um, you know, references to murdering clowns. And this is the age they don't like clowns. And oh. this is really, you can capitalize on that hatred of clowns. Because if you get up there and say, you know, anybody want to see a clown disemboweled on stage? Like most of the kids are going to be into that. Okay. Wow. That's and if really you can good. do that on stage and disembowel a clown, you will, that audience is yours. They will eat out of your hand as long as you wash your hands after the disembowelment. Sure. Well, I mean, I definitely want to get the audience on my side. Yeah. Well, and that, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And that's the technique I use. And that's why I'm in prison for 37 years. I'll get back to you. Hi, Brian. Hi, Jack. Now's the part of the show where we talk about our real lives to see if we can find uh, a thing to improvise about based on our real life experiences. Oh, uh, What's new with you? Well, let's see. Uh, removing my child from his school. Oh, so, oh, okay. So we do have a school update. Yeah. Okay. Remind, uh, uh, and I know our listeners listen every week because if they don't, we're not interested in them. That's right. But for those people who may not know what happened, give us a very, give us a 20 second recap and then tell, and then update. It. So my kid's school had a bit of a whistleblower who came forward and revealed a lot of the things going on in behind the scenes. And I mm -hmm. hate to jump on the critical race theory bandwagon, but it is a thing. And it is yeah. definitely disruptive and it is definitely at my kid's school. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the documents and stuff that I saw were kind of alarming. And, and so having talked to my kid and stuff, uh, we're going to be pulling him out and good he, for you. He's going to a different school where I have spoken with the head of the school and they do not have this ideology running rampant. Well, that's great. So, so tell us some of the other highlights of this new school that you're, you're sending your boy to. Well, uh, it's topless. <laughs> cool. That's, you know, I, man, if I could have had a topless school, wait a minute. Now it was a thing like I co-ed I, it's co-ed. Yeah. And I hated uh, playing shirts and skins. Cause I'll tell you, I didn't, I wasn't proud yeah, of my physique and I had like, I have a concave chest or did when I was a kid. So it was a very pronounced mm -hmm. pit in the middle of my chest and you could, you know, put a hard boiled yep. egg in there and, you know, 
people could eat it. And it's, you know, but I wouldn't yeah. do that, but you could. But uh, so I had a, right. a concave chest and it was kind of this, you know, it was an embarrassing thing for a middle school kid, very self uh, aware kind of thing. And, uh, and so I hated being skins. Yep. And so this school, uh, they have an all skin policy. There are no shirts. Everybody's on the same page. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it's, uh, it, it removes that element. It's like a uniform, but it's a lack right. of a uniform. Okay. Hey, um, I, I mean, I'm sure they have a great reason for it. You've obviously researched it really well. And, yep. and as long as they don't teach CRT, then I, maybe the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. They teach the classics. Mm-hmm. Like what are some of the classics that they, that they teach? Well, uh, there's English, of course, mm-hmm. and then there's pigeon English, <laughs> you know, instead of, you know, do you want to fight? You say like beef. <laughs> Is that actual, like to, to prepare them to fight pigeons in case there's some sort of strange, like apocalyptic moment? Well, it's P I D G I N. It's that pigeon. It's a kind of oh. a, a broken English. I want them to be bilingual, but I just want both those languages to be English. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I'm tired of my kids speaking French. Yeah, I know. It, it, it is, it is uh, off-putting when I come over Yeah, and your kids are like playing the piano, which is, you know, you know, what we would call back in the day gay. What do you mean? It, it, this is the, the instrument played by Elton John, by Liberace, by Noel Coward. Oh my God. If your son is speaking French and playing the piano, it's like finding a Playgirl magazine under his bed. Understood. He's trying to tell you something. I didn't see this coming. Yeah. That's what Stevie Wonder said. <laughs> so. Um, other classics? Yeah, yeah. Other classics. So it's, it's smart that yeah. you all know why your kids to speak one language, I guess. Yeah. But like, again, the school seems iffy. It just seems like you kind of just chose the school based on this one thing. What are some other fa- facets of the school, whether it's the classics or anything else, the way they do things? Uh, well, uh, they have they have a class in the knockout game. I don't know what that is. You just run up to somebody and punch them in the head and you try to knock them out. That seems dangerous to be on the receiving end and and criminal on the giving yep well i guess they don't teach crt but that is the pe class physical education okay you know we we there's no campus per se so you can't be boxed up in a gym to play volleyball or dodgeball or any of the basketball Mm -hmm. or anything like that so you got to make do with what you have and so when you have sidewalks when you have parks and you have people you have the knockout game. Yeah, I guess. So, so there's no campus at, at your kid's new uh, fancy new high school. It's a mobile campus. Oh, I, I don't, I guess I've not heard of that for high schools. What, what, what does that involve? Well, headmaster Donald uh, has a Chevrolet Chevelle and oh my Ooh. God, it's an old car. I mean, the paint has really faded on that thing over the years mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much the campus is wherever the Chevelle is. Okay. So, Okay. So you, you could have, you could have your, um, your AP, uh, history final in a P in a pizza hut parking lot. Yeah. And that's what, you know, the kids love that because first of all, there's pizza uh, and it's open air. You're not worried about COVID and there aren't any unions to shut down your school. Uh, cause you know, headmaster Don just sits in the, in the back trunk of his Chevelle and talks mm-hmm. to the kids and he talks to them, you know, like they're grown ups. He doesn't, there's no talking to kids like they're, 
you know, little kids, which really retards their growth. He talks yeah. to them one-on-one, like they're normal people. That's cool. Like, but so what, what would be a way that, you know, how would he talk to them about, um, well, we talked about this earlier, but like, uh, like sex education, that's a class you got to take, uh, around your son's uh, age right now. Yeah. I mean, the kids mentioned that and he, he said, fuck out of my face with that stuff. <laughs> and that was it. You know, he, he's like, what are you accusing me of? <laughs> and he stood up in the trunk of his Chevelle. And he gesticulated and everyone understood what that meant. That was, that subject was done. We're going to focus on the okay. classics. Okay. Well, uh, well then how would he, how would he approach, um, uh, like, uh, geometry? Like anybody approaches it. Which what is, is what? What is this? What, what the, what's this triangle for? Who needs this crap? <laughs> he holds the book up, you know, he points at it. Says you, you know, do, do you care what this, how the radius of this circle, does that mean mm-hmm. something to you or are you, are you a loser? Ooh. And you know, when you, when you're shirtless and very hot and, <laughs> and all you smell is pizza, you're just going to be like, sure. Yeah. I forgot about the heat. The kids must really suffer out there. Yeah. Well, it's a summer class. It'll get yeah. better in the winter until it gets really cold. Right. And that's when you start. Yeah, like October might be. Yeah. The first half of October might be nice for the kids. Yeah. And then, and then topless is not ideal for an educational institution, but you got what you got. Yeah. You, you look, you, you are looking for one thing in a school and one thing only, and you found that. Yes. I do not want my kids to be indoctrinated. Uh, mm-hmm. So I want them to be educated and they are learning. Right. They are learning the knockout game. They are learning <laughs> two varieties of English. Uh, they don't need to know geometry. Yep. Cause when's the last time, you know, you looked at a rectangle and said, I wonder what the volume of that is. Gosh, you know, it's been weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's a good, that's a really, really good point. Uh, last thing, you know, how does headmaster Don, um, handle like a history class? He, he points around, he's like, everything's history. So like he, he, he'll go. He picked up, I watched, I got to watch the class cause I was actually on my lunch break. So I was getting a pizza. <laughs> so I was at the school and as I walked out with my slice, I saw him mm-hmm. talking. He said, I, I it was really the way he did. This was really phenomenal. He sees a rock on the ground. He jumps out of the trunk of his Chevelle and he picks up yep. the rock and he holds it in front of all these shirtless kids, very sweaty and sunburnt. And he says, <laughs> this rock is two, three, four billion years old. What does anything matter? And he throws the rock behind him. <laughs> and that was history class. Yeah. If you think about it, what was, you know, why, guess, why are we what concerned is, with what happened, you know, 50 years ago when this rock is billions of years old? What's the that point? rock is seen at all. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. What, what was behind him when he threw the rock? An old lady. <laughs> Which Blended into anatomy class. <laughs> so, Brian, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. Yes. Uh, but our, our president, you know, you know, uh, Joe Biden, our, our president. I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. What well, seems like he's been having some more senior moments lately. I'd say that frightens me. Yeah. So there was a. 
uh, a time, I believe, uh, in the last uh, seven to 10 days uh, after the uh, Florida condo collapse. Right. That, um, you know, he was speaking to reporters and then got up to leave. And Kamala Harris had to come over and whisper in his ear <laughs> and he had to go back and be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Florida condo thing. Oh, I missed that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I've been just trying I mean, to enjoy yeah. the Fourth of July, <laughs> despite everybody's yeah. best efforts to prevent me from doing so. I know. Oh my gosh. It's really getting, God, it's so divisive out there. Oh my God. And the, um, uh, oh, there was another moment. Oh, oh, some, something where he was like, you know, where he was clear that he maybe didn't really understand Russia and whatever. So I was wondering, yeah, you know, you're, you're close with the Bidens. I am. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I, I know that to be true. Remind me again where, where your connection comes from. Uh, my, my great grandfather and the president were in the same assisted living facility. That's right. That's right. You told me that back when we worked together on the TV show. That's yep. right. And they became fast friends. And mm -hmm. then, uh, but my great grandfather passed. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Joe decided he wanted to get back into politics. <laughs> and the rest is forgotten history. Right. Well, this this type of stuff that wouldn't teach your son's new school. Right. Smart. Well, but so you're, you're the perfect guy to ask about this. You know, I, I, it feels like, um, you know, you, you have expressed some concerns about this stuff over the past and, and, and maybe you could sort of like enlighten us, um, as to what's going on with the president right now and when, what he thinks are the topics of the day and, and how he interprets the news. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to share that. Yeah. So that would be great. So obviously the, the infrastructure bill has yeah. been discussed a lot. That's been a big, you know, are they going to get enough Republicans to sign on and, you know, yeah. then Biden speaks, and then they're going to leave all the stuff. What does the president think the infrastructure bill is? Um, you know, he believes it's a bill that encompasses a, a, a wide range of spending. Okay. On oxen, on 12 pounder cannons, on uh, wagon wheels with a metal trim because they, <laughs> they hold up better when you're going out West. Yep. yep. Uh, obviously uh, enough uh, cotton subsidies to make cover covered wagons so we can explore the West mm -hmm. and see what's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're going to have to have a military presence as we kind of expand the country. Sure. Um, to protect the, the frontiersmen and frontiers mm -hmm. women and frontiers person and folks with an X. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, he, he thinks that this is a, a spending bill for these things. I see. Oh man. That's, that's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, to, to many people around him, yes. Cause they would hope he'd be more aware of what was going on, what was being spent on, uh, how the definition of infrastructure has uh, changed to envelop everything. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't mm -hmm. know if you know this, but like, I'm looking at you through an infrastructure, you're wearing yep. an infrastructure mm -hmm. and I'm speaking into an infrastructure. Oh man. It seems like it covers a lot these days. It does. I'm sitting on an infrastructure. And if you look that's behind really me, if you look behind me right there, that's infrastructure. The, uh, the green screen behind you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wouldn't think that most Americans would need that. Yeah, you do. Everybody gets a green screen. It's going to be, it's going to be actually when, when you receive it, your $3,000 check will be folded inside. <laughs> so when you open up the green screen, this little check is going to roll out. And that is why everybody's hiring. Oh, well, that, that's neat. Yeah. 
Well, that's very cool. Well, okay. So, um, uh, you know, what, what else is going on now? I, I know, um, you know, he just celebrated Juneteenth mm-hmm. and then he just, um, celebrated July 4th. Um, but apparently the president, uh, thinks there's like another massive holiday coming up in the beginning of August. What, what does he think is going on? Is he going to try and make it a, a federal holiday? So uh, August, uh-huh. you know, where August comes from? Uh, I, the, the, uh, month name generator app. I don't know. Comes from Augustus. Oh, which is a Roman name, but also a character from Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, Augustus Gloop, the fat oh, kid yes. falls into the yes. chocolate pond. Yes. So the president wants to honor Augustus Gloop, who is a plus sized German who fell into a chocolate pond. And was sucked mm-hmm. up a tube. And he's got a speech prepared, you know, basically saying, we can't let this happen again. This yep. is a tragedy. And it really reflects poorly upon this country. That a, a child from another country who was oversized and German could be sucked up a tube. Because what have the Germans ever done to deserve anything like that? It's a fair point. I might have to agree with the president on this one. So it seems like he's going a long way. So does he think that movie's real? He thinks all movies are real. (laughs) That's, that's scary. It freaked. I mean, you know, he was watching independence day. Yep. And I mean, as soon as the, the white house was hit by that beam, you should have seen that guy. I mean, for a guy, his age, he was incredibly agile. And he he flung open the secret door. It's a big metal thing. And he just dashed down into the, the super cellar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was the first one down there. And you could hear him screaming, wailing like a dog under fireworks. And it was, it was amazing. And then they had to go down there. Kamala had to walk downstairs all the way down and, and convince him that it was a movie. That it, when he said, I saw it, I saw it with mine own eyes. He said, mine own mm-hmm. eyes. He even talks like that. Yeah. And uh, thou didst see it. As well, didst thy not? You know, he talks. He gets, gets when he's freaked out. He he really resorts to his his first he language. Reverts. His first language, you know. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it was. He thinks all movies are real, and it's sometimes it's awesome. He was very excited about Cocoon and the prospects there. I bet. I bet. Um. But then other times, you know, he's like he's you know we need to destroy Endor. <laughs> Wait a minute. He would side with the empire to destroy the Ewok planet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's, you know, both political parties really hate Endor. <laughs> well, it's, it's not a partisan issue, Jack. Okay. All right. En- okay. Endor has I, to go. All right. I, I guess so. So this is why that he had so much spending in his last, um, uh, COVID relief bill for, uh, to fight Kong. Yes, exactly. And he saw, you know, he saw what was coming. He knew it was in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And he knew that, you know, what hadn't been destroyed by the de Blasio administration was going to be ruined by King Kong. <laughs> I bet Kong would get there and be like, I'm good. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's nothing left. Oh, beat chest, beat chest. <laughs> and then you just see, he looks down and there's Bill de Blasio with, you know, shrugging. Yep. I did it. And, and, and Kong just steps on a bunch of dirty syringes and eventually dies. Yeah. He dies of multiple really diseases. Really short movie. Yeah. <laughs> then he's, he's mugged from behind. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Well, that's uh, concerning. Now, uh, 
where, where does the president think he is? He's the fam, the president's family changes a lot. You know, so many of his um, his family members um, either seem to uh, leave or or usually die. They usually leave by um, uh, leaving their mortal coil. Yeah. Uh, who does he think is left? Who does he think the people in his life are? Who does he think Jill Biden? Doctor, I'm sorry. Who does he think Doctor Jill Biden is? Uh, well, she's the she's the take her care lady. He calls her. Okay. The taker care lady who keeps you know, handing him the toothbrush. The taker care lady who kind of guides him into the bed, walks him out of the shower with his pillow when he's trying to go night night in the shower. Um, she's you know she's she's a caretaker to him, who mm-hmm. you know keeps showing off her genitals and he doesn't understand why. <laughs> he just thinks she's a very open caretaker. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who does he think Hunter Biden is? He thinks Hunter Biden is Bo Biden, which is why he hasn't kicked Hunter out of the house. I see. Because he calls, he's, there's, he says, there's better son and crapo son. Uh-huh. And he thought crapo son had died. And Hunter doesn't do anything to disabuse him of that thought. He's, he's like, hey, dad, I'm Bo. I'm Bo. <laughs> Bo's here. Bo needs some money, Dad. <laughs> Bo's busy. And lastly, uh, yeah. you know, this had been a, a, a topic that a lot of people have sort of been fired up about. But uh, statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico. Yeah. Apparently, the the president has some very strange uh, views and interpretations of what all of that means. Can you sort of walk us through his thought process on on those issues? Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he thinks they're talking about the comic series. Oh, D.C. Comics. And he's to grant DC Comics statehood. Yes, and he uh, is Wolverine in the DC Comics uh, universe. No, no, it's, it's Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Superman. So you know, he he thinks you know if we grant citizenship to Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, the Green Lantern, good. Anything else? Superman. Yeah, him too. Uh, if we grant you know them uh, citizenship and statehood, uh, that it's going to really dramatically uh, affect democracy. Okay. But in a good way for him. So he's actually all for it. So he thinks they're going to vote for him. He thinks they're going to vote for him and then pick up all the conservative Supreme court justices and fly them into space, <laughs> which is actually something he's you know, he won't, then he won't have to pack the courts to do an right. end run. He just, they, if these superheroes have dispatched the conservative end of the court, then he can kind of just do what he wants to do. He's more interested in unpacking the court. He wants to unpack the court. Yep. With the core of the sun, yes, he would like he, he would like to see Superman grab all the cr- Supreme Court's uh, conservative wing and and fly into the sun. Okay, and then come back, and, well, then, and then he'll be like, oh, now I got to nominate some folks, and yep. then he's going to look over at uh, AOC and kind of give a knowing wink because he thinks that she's there to clean his room. <laughs> Jack. Guess what? Brian. Yeah. Well, I don't, what? CNN is, is hiring. They're looking for people to do the news. You know why? I, I don't know why. Because people don't really trust their news. Anchor. They don't trust Chris Cuomo or Don Lemon. They, they, they need somebody. They want a real person, an average Joe. They're just looking for somebody plain Jane to read the news. And they're interested in you. 
Really? Yes. But I'm far too dynamic for that. That's not what they said. And so uh, they have sent me some news stories. You read them. They're going to put them on CNN. You will be a a new CNN anchor. Uh, But, you know, you need to be professional. That's all I'm saying. That's no problem for me. I'm a major professional broadcaster here. Then please read the news, Jack, and do a very good job. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, okay, I have uh, received my first uh, script. Uh, let me just read it beforehand. No, so sir, can you can't read it. CNN needs you to read this immediately. It's a news story. Oh, so it's like breaking news. It's breaking news. Get it out there. Okay, all right. Uh, tell me when to begin. I, since it's like a news audition. Professional, um, professional, job, professional, professional, professional. Yep. Okay, so if you could say, you know, and action. And action. The New York City Board of Elections announced that the results of the city's Democratic mayoral primary will likely be announced sometime in early 2022. An election official told reporters that while they'd hoped to announce the winner in time for the November mayoral election, they'd run into some complications with the new ranked choice voting method that the city recently adopted. Under the rules of ranked choice voting, voters choose their candidates in order of preference. Those votes are then stuffed into an 18th century blunderbuss and fired into the air by a heavy set woman who hates the national anthem. <laughs> Six children from very diverse backgrounds are then released for three minutes to collect the scattered, <laughs> the scattered and burned remnants, which are then handed to a non, <laughs> which are then handed to a nonverbal autistic man named Virgil. Virgil quietly and methodically reassembles the <laughs> Virgil quietly and methodically reassembles the fragments into a mosaic. If that mosaic rese- resembles any one of the candidates, that candidate wins the election. If it does not resemble any candidate, the fragments are then stuffed back into the blunderbuss and the process is repeated. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio said the chaos tickles my heart and that he hoped that the city would die before November. <laughs> oh. Ah, crap. I wish I could have read that one before. I I, I, I was a little surprised and it, it, it tickled my funny bone. I, my apologies to Virgil and his family. I'm sure he's lovely. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, let's, we have another shot at it. You never know. Not you know. Just professional. It's not the way democracy should work. Professional. Okay, professional. Ranked choice. I'm, I'm still processing the news, and you're tr- you're coaching me on how to be professional. It's just rank break. Rank choice voting is weird. I I don't. I guess I didn't see these complications coming. No, no. Who who could? Um. Okay. I'm I'm ready. So please again call action. I have not read this. And action. Fans of Minecraft are excitedly awaiting the next major update to the phenomenally successful video game. A spokeswoman from Mojang, the company behind Minecraft, said that the update was only days away and would automatically update itself when it was released. Version 1.19 will add a wide range of features to the game, including new items, new animals, new biomes, and the long-awaited addition of critical race theory. The update will allow players to view everything through a racial lens, dividing players into groups of oppressors and oppressed, and challenging the foundations of the very world they've generated. The Mojang uh, spokesman said that by introducing Marxist and pedophile-influenced <laughs> postmodernist philosophy into the game, they hope to combat whiteness by making everyone turn it off and run outside to get some sun. Close. I mean, it was close. I, you know, if I were CNN, I'd be like, oh, well, maybe the next one. Uh, he's going to get through. 
Yeah. Maybe the next one. That's a, it's a weird choice for a video game company. You'd I mean, think, I, I guess it was, you know, inevitable. You'd think they just want to be entertaining. Yeah. You know, just have why, an why escape. Divide? Just want people to escape. Just don't want to have they're to. They're Endermans. Them. Why are they black or white or? Yeah. Just, they're, just, they're just, they're just, you know, okay. creepers now. I'm going to look through them. Yeah. Creepers. Through, through a racial okay. prism. Uh, okay. I, uh, I got my next script. I have not read it yet. Uh, I'm ready. And action. A Puerto Rican sugarcane farmer has been confirmed to be the world's oldest man by the Guinness Book of World Records. Emilio Flores Marquez was born on August 8th, 1908, making him over 112 years old. Marquez told Guinness Book officials that he thanked the good Lord for the ability to outlive all my friends, my wife of 75 years, and two of my four children. Marquez showed the officials his shriveled penis, telling them, this penis has seen two world wars. The Spanish flu, COVID, the moon landing. It's such a lucky penis. I have the oldest hump stick in the world. <laughs> Name another twig and berries that's seen so much. I'll wait. Marquez has five grandchildren and five great grandchildren. After losing his wife in 2010, he swore he'd never be with another woman. I've been thinking about it, though. If I could hook up with the world's oldest woman, make a video. I know there are degenerates who'd pay good money for that. <laughs> Marquez credits his longevity to an anger-free life filled with love. I didn't let anger into my life. I could die at any moment, but I'm not angry. Just scared. So scared. Please don't let me die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every day I'd go to sleep scared to death. Yeah. Shoot. 112. 112. Wow. And really? And, and he's getting to that age where he's like a little inappropriate. Like it, it, just say what your eyes have seen, not what your penis has seen. Yeah. It's weird, but you know, he's at that age, you just open with everything. I guess. But, but I'm, on, my, my fear is he's not going to live to see you be hired by CNN. That's what I'm scared. Of. <laughs> well, I guess it's not going to happen this week. Not this week. I'm telling you, if I could just read these ahead of time, it wouldn't make me look like such a turkey. Yeah, but you know how the news business works. It's breaking news. It's got to get out there. You know, it's a scoop. They want to scoop all the other networks. They want to, their ratings are tanking. They want to be out there with these stories so they can get viewers back because everybody's fleeing. You can well, see the numbers. can't they just shoot down another Malaysian airliner like they did a couple of years ago? Uh, they have their fingers crossed. They're, they're really hoping some tin pot dictatorship does something stupid. All right. But, like this one. Until then. Until then. Well, Brian, you know, thanks for another joyful uh, episode of Questionable Material. Thank you, Jack, for another joyful episode of Questionable Material. You're welcome. And hey, Brian, if you haven't already, um, which you would never do uh, to your own podcast, but why don't you go ahead and like and rate us? What, you're asking me to do that? I'm asking anyone to do yeah, that. Anybody else, because I have a weird thing about that. I will not rate and review my own thing. I know you won't. Didn't review any of my books on Amazon. I, I didn't, it just feels weird to me. It feels sad. I wouldn't want to be the yeah. guy who's like, oh yeah, that, I wrote that review, uh, the glowing yep. review of myself. So it's yep. up to other people, Jack. Did you get the email by the person who was asking about merchandise? I was in Maine ah, um, that's right, with your terrible when that came in so I, with no internet service. But yeah, that's, I love this guy. Yeah, but what would you, like what kind of merchandise could you possibly have? I, have, I don't have the brain for this. A coffee cup? Um, I don't know. Uh, so uh, what was this? What was this guy's name? I, I like this guy. Brayden. Brayden. So, so our, our listener Brayden says, why don't you guys have merch, which is short for merchandise to purchase? So it's a really good, it's a really good question. 
I don't. Would anybody buy merchandise that just like a, a logo? I, you know, I mean, you could have like an autographed picture of me at the CNN anchor desk where I'll, there you, go. you know, inevitably end up. Yeah. If you're not a movie star. Um, first. Uh, you could have um, obviously a questionable material uh, uh, cut off t-shirt. Yeah. Alter top. Yep. Not yeah, a bad idea. Tops. Not a bad idea. What if we bought all the unsold uh, Welcome Back Cotter shirts with John Travolta that say up your nose with a rubber hose and we just stamp questionable material on, on the front of it? Repurpose. Yeah. No, which I like. It seems like more work and more cost than just making a few uh, cheapo uh, questionable material t-shirts that we could then jack up the price to and sell to our listeners. Fair enough. Well, but you know, Braden, you know, okay, maybe we'll work on it. Maybe we'll work on it. We'll see. I will talk to my people, Jack. Now, if Braden has already reviewed the podcast and given it five stars and told five of his friends, then we will send Braden something for free. How do you verify that Braden's not pulling our leg? Uh, he's not a liar. Look, if you know Braden like I do, he's not a he's not a liar, Brian. It really actually makes me angry that you would sort of imply that. I'm not implying. There's no just, way to end a podcast. I, I, I just want to trust but verify. You know what I'm saying? I trust Braden li like like my best friend. Act like it. Sorry, Braden. You know, if he moves down to Florida, he could live in Bradenton, I, which is a town named soon, after man. him. I'm, it's too soon. Right. He's heard that joke his whole life. He's, I mean, he's probably just gotten out from under the bully blanket of that put down. And you have to go, what's your problem with Braden? I don't have a problem with Braden. I'm just thinking like it could be a store like Victoria's Secret, but it's, it's the bra den. And it's just you. You finish the podcast yourself. Uh, Jack. Oh. Jack. I'm sorry, Braden. I let you down. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Follow the podcast to get every episode. Our website is qmpodcast.com. Our email is contact at qmpodcast.com. 